Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 707. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about why are large mining companies outperforming the stock market? because that's exactly what's happening. One of our favorite ETFs, GDX, is just smashing the S&P 500. Many people don't realize this, but the GDX ETF, Exchange Traded Fund, year-to-date is down 1.13%, and the S&P 500 is down 13.8%. So 12 percentage points better than the S&P, that is huge. And our large miners continue to do so well that today, as the Federal Reserve came out and talked about backstopping all of the high yield debt, whether it's ETFs or individual bonds, low quality, high interest bearing, high yield debt, now backstopped by the Fed. And the Federal Reserve has really backstopped pretty much all the debt. And that caused people's fear of inflation to rise, which caused them to buy the large mining companies and physical gold. So what we saw yesterday was the Dow was up 1.22% on the day. The S&P was up 1.45%. The NASDAQ up 0.77%. Gold had a big day up 3.3%. Silver spot prices, they had a bigger day, 4.6% rise yesterday. And GDX was up 10.5% yesterday. And GDXJ, our small mining companies, up 9.46% yesterday. We also see the large miners outperforming the smaller miners. The large miners, again, GDX, were year-to-date down 1.13% versus GDXJ down 15.64%. Now, the reason that the large mining companies are doing so much better than the small mining companies are the same reason we see the S&P 500 doing so much better than the Russell 2000, which is the index of small companies. And of course, we saw small caps down 40% at the all-time lows on March 23rd. And we saw the S&P 500 down 32% for the year at the lows. So small caps have had more volatility because there's more risk of loss, meaning that there's more fear that maybe they'll go bankrupt. Maybe they don't have lines of credit. They don't have liquidity that the large companies do. So a company that is in the S&P 500, like a Johnson & Johnson, might have lines of credit, cash on hand, or relationships with banks, liquidity, a solid balance sheet, good revenues, et cetera, versus a smaller company might not 
have that stability, might not have the strong balance sheet, might not have the lines of credit and liquidity and cash on hand. So for the same reason we're seeing the S&P 500 do better than the Russell 2000 small cap index, we're seeing large mining companies do better than the small mining companies. Now, the interesting thing is that both large and small miners are basically shut down and they're closed because of COVID-19. So because they didn't want their workers to get sick, a lot of the mines have closed. At least 40% of mines are closed, last I heard. So we have the fact that mines are closed down, which means that Gold and silver demand is up, but the ability to mine gold and silver has basically ended for at least 40% of mines, which means when you have less supply and more demand, you're going to have higher prices. Now, combine that with the fact that if we go back to 2008 and the Fed created 1.3 trillion in two months, when we were going through that panic and silver went parabolic over the next two years, basically shot almost straight up. Today, we had the Fed create 1.6 trillion in 35 days with 2.3 trillion more to go. And we have the gold and silver ratio. In other words, the price of silver and gold is at a maximum distance as we've ever seen in history, as I've reported before on my GDX podcast a few weeks ago, that ratio of silver to gold is showing that silver is due for another parabolic rise. Don't let the price of silver at $15 throw you off. That price comes from the paper contracts where people contract to buy silver. But that can manipulate the price so easily that it's often shorted to hold down the price of silver because silver and gold are two assets that compete with paper money. And when paper money is what we call fiat money, meaning it's not backed by gold or silver or anything, if silver or gold prices were allowed to rise significantly, it would provide competition for that fiat dollar. So the real price of gold and silver has been suppressed and suppressed and suppressed using paper contracts that are constantly shorted. Now that demand has risen so much, that is starting to get out of control. And the price of paper gold and silver is starting to separate from the real physical price of gold and silver. And here's what I mean. Have you tried to buy a Silver Eagle coin lately? The price of silver is $15 an ounce. But when you go to the dealer's website, they're selling a one ounce coin, not for $15, plus a couple dollars for shipping and handling, but they're adding eight or $9 onto the price of the silver coin. And that's because they can't get the coins. The mints have stopped making the coins. So they're able to mark up the price an additional amount because that's what the market will bear. Meanwhile, the paper contract price for spot silver is only $15. But try to find silver at $15 and you can't. In fact, one silver company CEO said, 
I'll buy all the silver you can offer me at $15. And he had no one offer him silver at $15, the spot price on the exchange. So what we're seeing is silver decoupling from the paper contract price. And we've waited years for this to happen. We've known there was a disparity. We've known there was price suppression. And we've been waiting for the true value of silver to be realized. And that is yet to be seen in our future. But it is in the midst of happening. You see, what's also happening now is the people that have contracted for silver, rather than roll their contract and never take delivery of physical silver, they're now asking at the end of that contract to receive the physical silver rather than just roll it over to another paper contract. So the people that they're contracting with have to deliver physical silver at the end of the contract period. And if you don't have the physical silver to deliver, you declare what's called a force majeure. A force majeure means you can't deliver. It actually is translated in French to mean superior force, which means it's a chance occurrence or an unavoidable accident. It's a common clause in contracts that frees both parties from obligation when an extraordinary event occurs, such as a war, a strike, a riot, or a pandemic. It doesn't excuse non-performance entirely, but it suspends it for the duration of the force majeure. So in other words, in order to deliver the physical silver, they still have to eventually deliver it, but they might be given additional time because of the pandemic. Nonetheless, eventually they'll run out of having physical silver to deliver. And that's when the price of silver is thought to go exponential. So while it's difficult to get silver right now, there's two ways that people buy gold or silver that I want to make sure and tell you to stay away from. One is I do not recommend you purchase either GLD or SLV. And number two, I do not recommend buying gold or silver in your IRA or have anyone stored for you in their safe on their premises. So on Twitter, I came across an interesting tweet about silver and gold. And it was from Fabrice Druin Ristori. And he said, this manipulation has a limit, which is the physical market. When longs start to ask for physical delivery, it's game over. They will be settled in cash, which will only exacerbate and reveal the lack of physical gold. Too bad mines and refineries are closed. This situation will only be solved with much higher gold and silver prices. So he's explaining the manipulation has been selling contracts short, which pushes down the price of silver and gold and doesn't require physical delivery. But now the physical delivery is being required and is being preferred. They can't keep up that game forever. It's going to be game over. They'll have a force majeure and it'll be settled in cash which will reveal the lack of physical gold and show that it's just not available. On top of that, with the mines and refineries closed due to COVID-19, well, it's setting up for a situation where gold and silver prices might just go parabolic. These assets become more desirable because of all of the money printing and all of the Fed guarantees that have been going on in the trillions. The CARES program, different relief and aid packages, backstopping all the bonds, mortgages, loans. All that money is just sloshing around. And that makes people want to own precious metals. They're the ultimate protection against inflation 
and against loose economic policy. So there's multiple reasons why we like GDX, but it is so comforting to know that it has significantly outperformed the S&P 500. It significantly outperformed large caps, mid caps, small caps, and to be down only 1% right now, well, it's pretty exciting to have it in your portfolio and to have that extra cushion that's going up when other things go down because it's not exactly correlated with the stock market. And now that the spot price of gold and silver is likely to rise, well, that's going to help the miners be even more profitable because as every ounce of gold and silver becomes more valuable, it means whatever they have in their mine is more valuable. And that goes right to the bottom line as profit. But those mines are closed right now, so that makes it even harder to get any supply. So increased demand, decreased supply, I think we're setting up for a rip-roaring gold and silver mining market. The large institutions are going to buy the large mining companies because they're more liquid. But eventually, the small mining companies will come around too. These are really interesting times, and it's going to be amazing to see how this all plays out. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available. And check out the full wealth mentoring library on my website at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts. All of my podcasts are there so that you can start from the beginning if you want, do some binge listening, learn the six steps to wealth, get all your financial questions answered, and get a great plan for financial freedom. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.